I'm Megan Hale, and you're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a feel-good podcast on creating joy in life, work, and love. Join me every Monday and Thursday for practical tools that speak to the soul to create a life you love. It's Transformational Thursday, you guys, and we have an awesome episode today. My voice is a little like... (sighs) because there is so much crazy pollen in Texas right now. So let's just bear with me. I think we're still going to have an amazing conversation today. So we're going to dispel some myths that are out there in the personal development world today that have been just irritating the crap out of me. We're going to come back to truth, and it's going to be powerful. So I want to start today's episode with a little bit of a story. I had a text message or actually a voicemail come through this week from a girlfriend of mine. And the voicemail was super simple. She says, I know that this is a reality. I know that this is my truth, but I really just need to hear from somebody else that I'm worthy of love. And I was listening to this message and my first thing was like, wow, wow. Like I am so amazed of her ability to ask for what she needs. And then there was another wow of like, I don't do that nearly enough. (laughs) And then there was that other thing that kind of comes up of like, well, you should be so self-sufficient that you don't have to ask anybody to like pour into you or remind you that you're worthy, that you're lovable, that you're good enough, that you're good at what you do, that what you do matters and all this stuff, right? So this is the myth. The myth is that you should be this silo. You should be so self-sufficient, so steadfast in your self-belief that you never need to hear anything from anyone, that you don't need to, you don't need anything from anyone, period. That's such a bold-faced lie, such a bold-faced lie. And when I heard this message, I was like, yes. Yes, like what a huge permission she gave herself and she gave me and now I'm giving to you to ask for what you need and that we aren't supposed to be these silos that are completely self-sufficient where we don't need anything from anyone ever, right? So we hopped on the phone. We had a really great conversation and it reminded me of just how important it is to actually hear the words from somebody else. There's something different about that. She could have repeated those same words to herself over and over and over again, but for some reason when it's mirrored back to us, it has a different quality. It carries a different vibration. And we let somebody else's words sink in to remind us of who we are right? To remind us of how worthy we are, how lovable we are, how good we are, how knowledgeable we are, right? And it's like that little extra lift that we need to come back to our truth. And a similar thing happens a lot of time for me when it comes to permission, I can tell myself all day long, something's okay. (laughs) Um, It's okay to take a step back. It's okay to slow down. It's okay to want more. It's, It's okay to be feeling this way, right? I can tell myself that until I'm blue in the face. But 
there's something different when I hop on the phone with one of my girlfriends and I'm like, is it okay to be feeling this way? Is this normal? Is it okay to want more? Is it okay to be struggling? Is it okay to be stressed? And when they're like, of course it is. You have full permission to be feeling the way that you do or to be wanting the things that you're wanting. It's okay. And it's like, oh, God, thank you. Thank you. Because like sometimes it's hard for me to trust, right? Like I know it on one level. I know it because I wouldn't be saying these words to myself if I did not know it on some level. But to have that mirror, to have that mirror sometimes completes the thought. It completes the idea, right? And I think that there's a really damaging viewpoint out there that we shouldn't need that from other people. And if we do, that means that something's wrong with us. And I want to be very, very clear that that is a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Giving ourselves permission to ask for what we need, that's like the first step, right? Asking for what we need should not be this like radical act of self-love, but it often is. It often is for many of us. It, is, it feels so radical to just simply voice what it is that we're needing. Yeah? So I wanted to blow the top off of that today <laughs> because my friend modeled this so beautifully for me. And I asked myself, I'm like, wow, you know, when's the last time I asked for what I really needed? Like when I'm in a funk or when I'm going through a tough time. And like, I'm usually pretty good at reaching out to my friends for support, you know, during challenging weeks or months, like this past month has been with my little sweet little boy who's gone through a big transition. But I could be doing better. I could be doing better about not being a silo. And I would imagine that you could probably be doing a little bit better at that too, of not expecting so much of yourself, not expecting yourself to be this self-sufficient like entity in the world that doesn't need anything from anybody ever. Because here's the thing that I know. When I was 19, I had just gotten a DUI. I just had this huge falling out with one of my best friends. And then that really led to this whole big cluster of a situation with our whole group of friends. And I left, I left North Carolina to move to South Carolina with my tail between my legs. I felt like a, such a total failure for so many different reasons, right? So many different levels and layers that went into that. And man, that was a rough time in my life. And when I got to South Carolina, I had this one goal. I don't want to need anything from anybody because to need something from someone where they cannot come through makes me incredibly vulnerable. And I'm tired of being hurt by people. So if I can just get to a point where I don't need anything ever, I don't ever have to be hurt again. I don't have to wait on somebody. They don't ever disappoint me because I have no expectations of them. I wanted to be this like invincible person that never felt heartbroken, that never felt let down by anybody. Okay. So first of all, let's fast forward. I don't know how many years now, 14 years. <laughs> And that concept completely blows my mind. That's what I wanted because in order to do that, I would have to shut myself off from love and intimacy and trust and connection, which if we do that, 
We create isolation and loneliness for ourselves. We create depression for ourselves because that's not how we're wired. We're wired for connection, right? And also, what was really going on here was a vulnerability issue, which I didn't have the words for back then. And thankfully, we all do now because Brene Brown has really brought that into the mainstream, right? And so this whole concept of like, I don't want to need anything from anybody. That's one of the steps. And then two, I think on a deeper level, I didn't want to need anything, period. Like I just wanted to get to this point where I was so good and I was so okay that I never needed anything again. <laughs> because to need something means I don't have something, right? And when I don't have something, there's this hole here for me. And holes in, in me they fester. They fester with voices of not enough. They fester with voices of something's wrong with you. You shouldn't be feeling this way. And I go down this negative little, little cyclone of a path here and I have to bring myself back. So back then at 19 years old, I left and I started over and I'm like, this is how I'm going to live my life. I don't need anybody. I don't need anything from anybody. I am this perfect silo who's going to make it in life. Well, <laughs> The personal development work back then took about six months for me to realize, you know, I think I kind of want friends. Not that I like need them. I wasn't ready to admit that, but I was, I, I knew that I wanted friends because my life was better that way. It was better having people that I could share my life with. It was better to have people who could support me and I could support them. Like even just the exchange of energy and exchange of love, I knew it was something that I wanted. And allowing myself to want that was a huge step in realizing that I needed that and that there was nothing wrong with having that need. So I think that we can get very judgmental about our needs, first of all. So allowing ourselves to not judge our need and then to ask for it is such a radical concept. It's such a radical concept to me. And it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that radical, right? This should be so common. This should just be our second nature. Like, you need something? Ask for it, girl. Ask for it. Call one of your best friends up and say, hey, I really need to hear these words right now. And this is something that I put into practice in my marriage. When, you know, we have this, like, really great opportunity for connection or to share a laugh or to share something, I'll tell my husband, be like, this is what I, I need you to say to me right now, like verbatim. And it sounds so almost like controlling in a way of like, this is what I need. Can you deliver? <laughs> but it's such a good exercise for giving my husband a really big chance to win with me, first of all, because he can't read my mind. And no one can read your mind, sister. No one, which I know that we get stuck in this all the time. All the time. I do it all the time. I'm sitting at my desk and I'm frustrated with stuff. I'm like, man, I really need somebody to tell me they believe in me. And I'm like frustrated. I'm like, where are all the people? Why am I not getting what I need? And I throw this little <laughs> temper tantrum. And I'm like, because nobody can read your mind, Megan. You have to ask for what you need. You, if you want people to tell you that they believe in you, you have to ask them. Say, I need that. I need that today. And stop judging yourself for needing it such a radical concept. So I wanted to bring that to you today because when we ask for what we need, like verbatim, my friend called me and said, I need to hear from somebody else that I'm worthy of love. 
She said exactly what she needed to hear. And so when I got on the phone with her, I knew exactly how to pour into her. What a gift. What a gift for me to be able to be there for her as that friend, right? To be able to give her exactly what she needed in that moment. And the reality is I know that she knows that. I know that she does. But there's something different about hearing it from someone outside of ourselves. To be, to be it with that mirror, it, it gives us that reassurance, right? And sometimes we need that. And there's nothing, nothing wrong with that at all. So if you're like me, who tries their damnedest to be the silo, <laughs> who doesn't need stuff, doesn't want to need stuff, and this is your nature, and it's really hard for you to ask for the stuff that you need. Let this be a practice for, let's first give you permission to ask for what you need. I give you full permission to ask for it. It's okay. It's okay to have needs. It's okay to ask for what you need. And you can be as specific as you need to. In fact, I encourage it. I encourage it because it's a good practice to get specific about what you need so you know how to get that need met, right? What are the words you need to hear today? Start there. What are the words that you would like to hear today? And go and find somebody to give you those words. Ask them. I need to hear that you love me. I need to hear that I'm beautiful. I need to hear that I know what the hell I do, I'm doing. <laughs> I need to hear that what I do matters. What is it that you need to hear today? And can you give yourself permission to ask for it? It's a radical concept. And I really wish that it wasn't. So I'm going to work on changing that so that it's not so radical. That it becomes second nature. I have a free masterclass coming up next week. It's called Radical Self-Indulgence. We're going to be talking about how we get back in touch with pleasure. And the purpose of this, the power of pleasure, and I'm on a personal mission to expand the concept of pleasure beyond sexuality because I think it's used so often to refer to sexual pleasure, and that's just one, one facet of pleasure. We can find pleasure in so many different areas of our life. And the reason that pleasure is so important is because these, so pleasure is uh, the bridge to joy, right? And joy is our natural state. And when we are out of joy, when we are disconnected from our pleasure, we start to lose our sense of self. As a new mom, <clears throat> ooh, um, I have learned firsthand how easy it is to get disconnected from pleasure. And how I start to lose my sense of self when that happens. So we're going to be talking on the masterclass about how we reconnect to pleasure, the, the psychology behind pleasure, why we get disconnected in the first place, and all the little roadblocks that stand in our way from prioritizing pleasure. And I want to bring us all home to the truth that pleasure is so powerful in connecting us to our truth, but even more so 
enlivening our intuition because pleasure is a physical experience. Pleasure is getting back in touch with your body and all the wisdom that your body holds. So we're going to have a phenomenal masterclass. All of the sign up links are down in the show notes. I'm going to have a couple of replays of this because honestly, I set the date really quick because I knew I was just sitting on it. I was being in perfection land and I'm like, we're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> just go ahead and let's, let's join together. Let's talk about this. It's, it's probably going to be imperfect because most things are. But there's been a lot of stuff brewing for me over here, especially this past month, you guys, because I've gotten disconnected gotten disconnected. Um, this past month has been really tough in motherhood land. And I have realized like just how easy it is, just how easy it is. Like it does not take long at all. It takes a week, maybe two weeks for us to get out of our groove, for us to start getting caught up in all the to do's and the shoulds and the adulting where we start to lose touch with our pleasure and the things that bring us joy. And I know for me, I operate on such a better level when I am deeply rooted in the things that are bringing me pleasure and I'm making time for them. I'm a better mom because I'm less stressed and I'm more patient. I'm a better partner because I am filling my cup and I have more to give to my husband. I'm a better me because I'm more inspired and creative and turned on by my work, right? So I want to reclaim pleasure for us. And that's what the masterclass is about. It's called Radical Self-Indulgence. I want you to find it down in the show notes. And I want you to challenge yourself today to first ask yourself, what are the words I need to hear today? And then go and ask for what you need. Yes. Go and ask for what you need. And then come and report back to me down in the comments and let me know how this little experiment goes. I'll see you guys in a couple of days for a motivational Monday. We'll have our masterclass on Tuesday, April 4th. I think I have it scheduled for 11.30 a.m. Central. Let me check that real quick. Yes, 11.30 a.m. Central, Tuesday, April 4th. We'll be talking about the idea of radical self-indulgence, how we prioritize pleasure and get back in touch with our sense of self. So I hope to see you there, and I'll see you in a couple of days. Have a beautiful, beautiful, soul-driven weekend. Talk to you soon. Bye.